What did he say on the broadcast? OMG, OG, or oh my G, O M G. I was I was watching the I was watching OG, oh my. Sorry, that was my bad. I was watching the TNT broadcast. Woof. Why would you do that? I don't have cable right now. You idiot. You heard the probably the worst call for it then. They're probably like, and Boston lost. We're sad. No, it was actually decent. I hate Boston. I hate Boston. Any Boston team. There's a bunch of chattest heads. <laughs> My new boss that I'm working with at work uh, is, Boston? is, na- is bo- all Boston all day. Oh, my God. Your new Boston? My new Boston, yeah, he's all Boston all day. You're talking about the oh, Sox today, yeah, buddy. Talking Oof. about the Celtics. Oof. Oof. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. He's a nice dude, but like you know that that Boston homerism. I'm just like, oh man, this is gonna hurt later. Anyways, welcome, dudes. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's us again on the slice. Myself, Gabby, Shane, the slice, where we talk about pizza and basically everything non-pizza at the same time. We never talk about um, pizza, but that's cool. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. It's always pizza and always not pizza at the same time. It's just a bunch of a bunch of pizza dumps. I think Shane's um, about to like stroke one out real quick. He's got. I know, his, dude. What are you doing? Why are you putting? He's got like, his hand is lotion. Is that lube or hand lotion? Oh my uh, god! I'm, uh, it's a vino hand lotion. Um, I sanitize daily. Um, at work, like almost every like thirty minutes, so my skin gets really dry, and I recommend a vino for all your moisturizing needs. That wasn't Stop an ad dropping read, sponsorships, by the way. Dude. That wasn't an ad commercial. <laughs> Guys, I'm just piloting us just in case a potential ad buyer listens to this podcast. I want them to know I can pitch. No problem. I got you. Yeah. Avino, the official sponsor of the sanitized slice. hands. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of podcasts this past couple of weeks that since we've last recorded, and I realized we should probably be uh, like we when we present ourselves at the beginning, then like we should maybe like present the podcast because I feel like we always jump into conversation. So I'm gonna, we're going to start doing that. Welcome to the slice. Sweet. Man. Welcome to the slice where You've we talk pizza and slice. all other things. Just picked up a slice of the slice. Thank you. Uh, you guys can check us out on social media on Twitter at the slice to on Instagram at the slice to where you'll get some great Gabby generated content that he's very proud of and sends us every single week before we actually post it. Sure, man. And then you can check us out on, uh, those are the two places that you can find us. There's nowhere else to check us out. Nope. Nope. Gabby, why is your, I mean, uh, fucking Jesus Christ. You do you, like, stretch I'm just your neck- super excited. Right. But now. do you stretch your, do you stretch your neckline? Stretch- no, buy shirts like that's that. just, the, I buy them like this, dude. This is where, the way from it is. where, where do is- you get a shirt like that? This shirt's that's- from H and M. Yeah. yeah that's, that's not like, surprising whatsoever. That's definitely Coachella H and M collection. That's slutty, it. slutty, slutty, big man collection. That's it. That, it's from, uh, yeah. H and M, uh, men. And, uh, yeah, man, man, dude. Man. I feel like the the like the the inch on like the inseam of your fucking collar is longer is longer than my shorts. Like it's the crazy. Inch? What does that mean? Like, like know, the man. inseam, the inseam line. Yeah, like how many inches it is. I feel like the like the the total. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. If you cut you know that shirt, the diameter. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you cut it, like cut that, it would probably go tit to taint for sure. The for sure, dude. I don't know why you're crazy. hating, but. I'm thanks not for, hating, man. It's just like it's thanks just for so... looking at my body and trying to body shame me. As I was doing We're all about our intro, positivity here at the slice. As <laughs> as I was doing my intro, you were rubbing your nipple gently. I don't think I was doing that. You have no proof, Shane. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. I was too busy moisturizing. Uh, because Gabby had his nipples out. Come on, that's an easy one. Ugh. There you go. All hey, right. How you guys been this past week? 
good. I uh, welcomed a, new, a nephew into the world. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Yay. man. Thanks, guys. Owen Iver. So, nice. Relative of Bon Iver. <laughs> nice. And yeah, we are recording, just for people listening, we are recording a little later than we usually do this week. So I guess it feels a lot longer since our last podcast that we recorded. Um, but Shane and I had a great week at the cottage last week. So mm-hmm. that's what we did last week. Um, cooked a lot but- of great meals. Cooked a lot of great meals. I cooked four times that week. Um, I cooked three Caught times? some fish, which was really good. I think I caught about five or six fish. Um, Only murdered two. One, ca- one casually. No, no, just one. Just one. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I want to start cooking them. I want to start feeding you guys some no, man, live I'm not, fish. I'm bro. not eating your, your fucking rock smashed fish. It's not happening. Do you not know what goes, like about how like fish... And I play it like I don't understand, you, dude. Not by obviously a guy you have to clean in it. H and M's women's shirt. This is not a women's a shirt, by the way. I don't know why you're bashing me. Like it makes no sense that you're doing that. No, I would not. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat the lake pike or lake trout that close to shore. It's all too young. And yeah, I don't know. Have you ever dressed a fish? Have you? Ever I'll do it for you, one? buddy. I'll do it for you. I'm, un- I'm undressed a fish. Yeah, not doing it. It's not for me. But you enjoy it. You cook for everyone else. That's fine. I'll go to yeah. Gilly's. A Gilly, a Gilly, a Gilly. All right, Daniel. What was your week like? I was busy with my uh, with my day job, but I uh, I hung out with the dog a whole bunch as I usually do. I uh, cleaned out the fridge. I did like a lot of like chore related stuff this week, but I also just kind of hung out around the city. It it feels like summer's probably on its way out soon, so I was walking a whole bunch of places, got some good food, got some some croissant from this place uh, at Bloor West. Took the dog out a whole bunch. Avengers came out on Tuesday, so I've been grinding that. Uh, oh yeah, that's something else we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that been going so far? It's been good. It's uh, I was actually pretty. Um impressed with the skill tree system like it's it's a lot more expansive than it was in the beta the first reviews have kind of come out but they've been not really comprehensive because the multiplayer component is obviously a big part of it like with these games it usually takes a little while to get a sense but the good news is like all the positive has been around the campaign so i think from what i've read so far it's that the multiplayer um like collecting gear and stuff like that feels a little bit shoehorned into what otherwise is a really 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 great story um and that seems to be the consensus across reviews i could see that the story is actually so far um kamala khan is really the 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 anchor of the story um i think that it's they really did a a great job of making the character models look a lot less like ripoff mcu characters and they've actually rounded it out so i'm really enjoying uh listening to um uh, who, uh, sorry, Nolan North play, uh, Tony Stark, um, uh, and just some familiar voices play some familiar characters from, from on screen. So it's been really good. I haven't really been able to dive into the multiplayer part because it actually warns you when you go into the multiplayer component, um, that you'll experience spoilers for the main story. So I'm really trying to finish the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've kind of learned a lot about, I guess, what the structure, the structure of this game is going to look like. So you've got the main we campaign. Can, I mean, yeah. Um, you want to dive into it now, or you want to dive into it a little later? Just really quickly, I'll talk about it, and then we can dive into we can dive into everything else that we want to talk about. But um, just to kind of give you guys an overview, it's got its own kind of like heroic missions for each of the heroes. Um, so like uh, Hulk has like his own campaign ish thing, which is like a comp- is comprised of a few missions. All six of the launch characters have their own kind of thing, and then they have like a battle pass of uh, that you can progress and like unlock skins and stuff like that. So. 
I'll come back and I'll probably talk about it a little bit more. Those are just kind of my first takes, maybe playing it for like three or four hours, but it's a lot more involved and comprehensive than the beta, I think, even even really um explained and really kind of gave it. So Yeah, and that's and that's what I've been actually uh reading and hearing about it, that the beta actually doesn't do it justice, that it's not it's a lot better like post beta than it is the actual beta. The beta doesn't really give you a, a good idea of what to actually expect. Um, but I'm glad you're liking it, man. So, yeah, I've again, I've heard the same thing. The, st- the campaign apparently is really good. Yeah, I have the disc, so if you're interested in borrowing it, maybe not doing the multiplayer part. If the story is as good as I'm reading, then I, I think it'd be pretty exciting to watch an Avengers story kind of unfold as a game without having to dive into all the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe I'll <laughs> I'll borrow it from you when I eventually, if I ever get Final Fantasy VII Remake, but who knows? <laughs> I might bribe you first. I might make you play Avengers before you play Final Fantasy because it's shorter. I'm kidding. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been kind of... It's not officially out yet. It does come out tomorrow, but early access came out for anybody that pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition or the Digital Deluxe Edition. So um, I got that that Digital Deluxe Edition. So I was I was lucky enough to play it on Tuesday. So nice. I'm starting to make my migration over to digital. You guys would be proud. Wow. That's a big step. That's a big just, win. Just waiting for that physical digital hybrid the physical featurettes for collector's editions and digital copies. I think that'll come soon. It's actually launched in the UK already. Um, Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs is doing digital codes instead of uh, instead of discs. And it comes with all like the goodies of like the regular collector's edition, but instead of a disc, you get a code. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I hope they bring that stateside. So the yeah. only physical like, editions of games will be just like the special editions because you're not going to buy a blank like case a case with nothing i think you'd be surprised people buy software boxes with just the code in it but i don't the way it rolled out in the uk is that there was an option for a disc version a discless version so there was like four or five different SKUs that covered it and it was just on the playstation side so the xbox one still came with discs that's so weird they should just integrate it into the marketplace like if you're microsoft or playstation or sony sorry you should be able just to if you pre-order the limited edition, you pre-order that, and then you it has your billing and shipping address, and just ships you the gear, and then you have the game digitally. Yeah, I like that idea. I really hope they start to adopt it. I'm, I'm the I like physical editions. I don't like the the work that has to going into sorry that has to go into putting discs in and switching discs out. So I'm I'm totally over that right now. And that's the last thing I actually did this week is I also consolidated all my like movies and Blu-rays and stuff like that, and sold a whole bunch of them and tried to figure out what I own digital which codes I had nice. like redeemed. So I got a whole bunch of movies on, on iTunes for like 50 bucks um, and then sold a bunch of Blu-rays. So that was that was pretty sweet. How did you sell better. your Blu-rays? Yeah, how did you, you don't mind me asking. Because yeah. I have a ton of Blu-rays. So do I. I, I go to a place <laughs> downtown, not sponsored, so I won't reveal their name. I'm kidding. Uh, BMV. They usually buy a lot of uh, movies and, and Blu-rays and stuff like that. So what, how much there. are you getting like for five them? five bucks. Probably less uh, than that. Probably about like five bucks. Keep in mind though, like some of them, I got on iTunes for like three ninety nine on last week's sale. Like I bought Frank. I don't know if you've seen that movie, the Michael yeah. Fassbender movie. Yeah. It was three four ninety nine, I think, last week on uh, on iTunes. So I just picked it up, and it, I think there was a four K version or an HD version. So it was cheaper, and I made my money back by selling the Blu ray. If so I give you my Blu rays, s- will you go sell them for me? Sure, I can just take them and sell them. <laughs> You live far away, and you have like fifteen kids. So I'm, I'm yeah. Okay like next time you. that you come over, kids. next time you come over, I'll uh, I'll I'll give you like a box of my Blu-rays. Kara would probably okay. much appreciate that. Okay, I'll trade you for fun. All right, let's get into it, guys. We just finished. We actually just finished watching something, which was really really tough to watch at times, and 
yeah, the Raptors game literally just ended maybe like what forty minutes ago, and I thought we were gonna lose. I'm not gonna lie. I had I definitely. I I am like, there's no way we're gonna win. I, I like, I'm not even just saying like the last possession, like with 0.5 seconds left. Um, I I just thought we were gonna lose. I'd have I'd have to. I'm saying yeah, I'm probably gonna lose. Um, we didn't play. We weren't playing well, and. It's been tough. It's been a tough that first, that game one was really bad where we just stunk completely. So just I guess the recap for people that haven't really been following uh, the Raptors at all. But today was game three of uh, best out of seven series against the Boston Celtics. Um, game one was a complete disaster where we didn't show up at all. Um, so that game was completely out of our our um, wheelhouse of even trying to win. Game two, much different scenario where. We were pretty much in control, I would say, for throughout most of the game. And the fourth quarter came along. We had a eight-point lead uh, going to the fourth, and somehow decided to blow that game. And we dropped that game by a possession. We ended up going down 0-2, and it looked like we were going to go down 0-3 until OG Ananobi hit uh, one of the craziest shots you'll see with 0.5 seconds left on the clock um, with a from a pass from Kyle Lowry off of the opposite sideline with a 7-12. I don't know how tall he is, man. Some really tall taco fall. 7-6, I think. <laughs> covering covering the inbounds play, and Kyle Lowry happened to see where OG was in the corner. Um, and, yeah, man, I was literally hysterical for, the, like, the last, say, 15, 20 minutes, or I guess whatever, whenever, however long it happened. I've, I've watched that replay now countless times and now we're in it man i don't know like if we can, if we can take game four I, i'd i'd say i feel pretty confident that we can make it a real series but one step at a time i guess what were you guys that uh, take away from the game i mean i'm not really a sports analytical guy but i think you watched for, it though you still have I watched insight. it yeah, yeah. I, it's been really hard for me to watch the raptors and like like we've discussed countless times i'm not really like a huge Raptors like fan. I follow it for sure because you guys and I watch it because you guys. But um like it's been really painful for me to watch like the playoffs and like feel it in my gut like when they're losing because all I can think about is you Gabby and like how sad you are or how your emotion would be. Like you know, when they score threes I like yell so loud and I feel it's like you possessing me from a distance. Like when they, when OG put in that shot, I literally stood up and was screaming and flexing as hard as I could (laughs) while my sister was holding her newborn baby yelling and my mom was cheering and they haven't watched any game. That's the playoffs though, man. That's, that's the beauty of sports though, right? Like it's, it's so much emotion and like passion and just like, but I, I was like, Oh man, I was speaking like Arabic, so I definitely think it was the ghost of you. You were speaking in tongues, yeah, yeah, coming through me after that shot. But like, yeah, amazing, amazing, love it. Like, what more can you say? It's a shit game, like not shit game, but like not a great game overall. But yeah, in the end, like fantastic. Anybody who says, "Oh, I was so confident that the Raptors were going to win," you're a fool. Shut up. Like, yeah. you got to be. You got to be. Realistic. It it was not going the Raptors' way. No, it was not at all. And yeah. I, I don't think it, there was one point in that game where it's like, oh, the Raptors really have this. It was like they go on a short run, and you're like, oh my god, it's possible. It's not like, oh yeah, they they had this. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was cool. 
Daniel. What about you, Daniel? What were your thoughts I mean, I, on the game and the series so far? I watched all three games. Um, the first one was easily the most disappointing just because they really didn't they didn't show out the way that they can and they, they played in that first series. They shot under forty percent. Yeah. They didn't they didn't look like they were even their high percentage shots, like the the like the clear shots, they were just missing. They looked a lot like that first game against Boston that they played in the bubble outside of the playoffs. Yeah, um, which is like, really sad because they. Go ahead, sorry. I I agree with you that it was the most disappointing in a, in a sense where we weren't even close to even trying to win that game. But I would say game two was a lot more disappointing in a sense where it was just so gut wrenching because we were supposed to win that game. And I, I went through this downward spiral where I went from really angry to like flat out almost depressed where I, I texted Shane. I'm like, yo, can we play some halo dude? I need to like get my mind off the, off this right now. And that was really therapeutic for me, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. I mean, analy- like analytically, just looking at it, just watching them play, like it was just not, it's not the Raptors that, that won that were the second seed in the in the in the uh, in the league, like it just wasn't. That's not the team that 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 was able to do that. One hundred percent. I'll agree with so, you there for sure. But but I also think like I don't know. It's interesting because I I thought they had a pretty good chance in this series to match up with Boston, but it they look outmatched by Boston. Like Boston is just beating them in on, on different in a lot of different ways. Like they're shutting down um, Siakam right now. Like they didn't give yeah, him anything. Yeah, Siakam does not post. look good. Even today, he had like moments where he looked good but overall he just doesn't look like the same Siakam that we've seen throughout the regular season yeah and and I I mean I think it's a little bit of both right I think Siakam struggled coming back from uh from the break and then I think uh you know Boston's a good defensive team like they're they're gonna lock down Siakam knowing that he's probably their biggest threat uh they you know obviously that that the play that went to Ananobi Kyle was talking about it after the game and he wasn't the first choice should have been obviously because he made that shot but uh it was a Van Vliet play and then I think Siakam was the second choice to get that ball. So Siakam has been good all year long. Like he's been the 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 Kawhi, the closest thing to like a replacement for Kawhi in terms of efficiency and shot taking. But if you don't get yeah, him just in like a that series, number one guy, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't get that efficiency in a series, like that's a tough series to win. So I, I do think that it's a like it's a it's a big swing in their direction. It's a, it's something that favors them um, that they were able to get a shot like that at the end of the game. So. I'm hopeful that this changes the, the 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 tone of the series. I hope it ends up like the Milwaukee series last year because this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. They were dominated early, uh, maybe right, not as badly, yeah. but but it does yeah. remind me of that series a bit. So we'll see what happens. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still uh, the nice thing is that these games come pretty quickly. So in two days, we're gonna be able to watch the next game, and I'm off, and that's awesome. It's a long weekend, so I'll be able I'd to watch yeah. That. I mean, like I'd say overall the the performances that we've been getting out of the bubble, like the NBA playoffs have been, there's have been really like standout moments. Like the Denver Utah series was wild uh, with like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. So like going like head to toe, toe to toe with each other um, throughout the whole series. Um, that, that, that last game was insane. Um, and then you had the Oklahoma Houston series also go to game seven in the first round. And I was really rooting for OKC there. Um, I really wanted them to win. I really felt bad for Chris Paul. Um, but yeah, overall, like I feel like the quality of basketball that we've gotten has been pretty good so far. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I mean, I, I can't imagine the, the uh, energy that would have been in that building if that was at home and, and OG had made that <laughs> shot. Well, technically, we would have been in Boston for that game. Technically, yeah. But I mean... 
just just looking at it happen, I was like, that's when you see that crowd energy. And I was like, I, I still felt energy. But if I think about like, yeah. the Kawhi shot last year, yeah. that place exploded. And this yeah. time it was like, OG just kind of walks away. He didn't even react. Like That was the best he, he part did, of this reaction. But the I don't reaction. even think he would have reacted if, even if there were people in the crowd, to be honest. Me neither. But that I think, guy. He's just a stone-cold Brit, man. He's just so but I, British. Yeah. I just think the noise in that building would have been like it would have been one of those where you well, hear it for like sure. through the TV, one hundred percent, right? But like for for us watching at home, it's still the exact same feeling. Like you just want to stand up and fucking shout, right? And yeah, that's dude, exactly what I did. Goes you know, to Gabby inside me, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like after that game, I'm like, fuck. I wish Shane and Ortega were here right now because like it was like that kind of feeling where it's like you want to share that moment with your homies and I'll, I'll never forget game seven against the, the Sixers in your room. Right. So yeah. The, like, yeah. And that was one of the things people were, were worried about, right. About being in the bubble. Will the intensity still be the same for like the fans watching at home? And I'm like 100% when the game's on the line and you hit a shot, you're amped and I'm still amped right now. So shout out to the Raptors for pulling that one out and hopefully they can tie up the series on Saturday. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, go raps. As soon as, dude, as soon as he sunk that shot, I was like, I want a jersey. Yeah, dude, me too. Jersey. I might buy one right now, actually. That's funny. Do it right now, live on the podcast. Right now, buy live it. on the podcast. Read us your credit card number <laughs> while you do care. it. It's gonna be so pissed. It's my, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my, it's my 50 year wedding anniversary tomorrow. That's crazy, oh, happy right? 50 year anniversary. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yay, that's great. Flock and A, bud. Flock and A, flock and A, bud. Oh, do you want to share that or not yet? I don't no. know. There's some news that Shane has, but uh, no, no, not yet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, cool. the last. What else is on the docket? I guess the last thing. I mean, I missed out on the biggest thing I did last week while you guys were away. I went and saw Tenet. Uh, I went to a movie theater for the first time, and uh, you, you ended up going with the homies, yeah, from the movie podcast, or did you go by no, yourself? No, I just went with a buddy from work. Okay, um, okay. So we went and saw Tenet in IMAX. Um, we'll give any, to any spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. I could explain the entire plot of this fucking movie and it wouldn't make any sense to you. I'm sorry. Like, that's my review is that it made zero fucking sense. <laughs> okay. Like, in um, a Christopher Nolan type of way or? Yeah. Like, I'm sure it made sense, but it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was like the first time walking out of Inception, but like on steroids times 10. Like, it was fucking wild. It was a, it was a journey. Interesting. Um, what okay so here's my take the movie theater experience was was uh, a lot better than I expected so in terms of like social distance and stuff like that like all that was good so I was a little bit tentative about going indoors and like being that close to kind of I don't know people eating and drinking and stuff like that there was a couple of people that were in there that like weren't wearing masks and they got basically kicked out um, or they they were offered a mask and then they were almost kicked out after the fact but overall like pretty good experience going to the movie theater um, my review of the movie is. I liked it. I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed watching it. I did not uh, understand most of the stuff in the background. Um, and I uh, sorry, like the like the lore and stuff like that, like just building up to it. I just didn't get it. Like and in part because it's just there's so much to absorb. Like it's really confusing from a plot standpoint. Um, about halfway through the movie, I just kind of gave up and was like, I'm just going to enjoy the spectacle of it and I'll read about it later and I'll, I'll like I'll watch it when I get when I get an opportunity to watch it at home and I'll put subtitles on and I'll probably try to like really dive into what's going on in this movie. But there were some really great sequences. It looked beautiful. The soundtrack and sorry, the score was 
probably one of my favorite movie scores of all time. It was fucking amazing. It was so, so good. Who um, did the score? Was it Zimmer? No, Ludwig, uh, whatever his last name is. I'm sorry. He did the Black Panther score as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, his last name is eluding me right now. I'm sorry. Um, is he the guy who used to produce for Donald Glover? Ludwig? I don't know. I have no idea. I think worth looking into. You want to yeah. do a you quick? You want to do a quick look up there, Shane? Yeah, I'll do that. Do a fact fact check. Um, and basically, uh, it was yeah, it was it was incredible. The score was amazing. The only complaint that I really had about the movie was that the audio in the IMAX mix was like super drowned out to the point where like there was massive chunks of dialogue that I just couldn't hear. And in a movie that was that difficult to be able to understand and follow along with, um, just because of the velocity of the movie and the concept that they were talking about not hearing dialogue and potential explanation of what's happening is like, is super problematic because you're expecting to be able to, to hear from the characters, but you don't understand. How, how so, does that even like, how does that even happen where you can't hear the dialogue? I, here's the thing, man. Like this is something that's happened with Nolan for the last couple of movies, like dating back to the dark Knight rises where like, there's been complaints about the audio mixes about like hearing Ben, um, Bane's dialogue. So I don't know if it's Dunkirk had it as well. Like there were parts where it was a little bit drowned out it might be part of his intention to like immerse you in that universe and like not be able to hear because of the way that the sound is mixed, or it might just be bad sound mixing or bad balancing in terms of um, score audio versus uh, like, like, like dialogue audio. But it was, there were, there were moments where I literally was like, I, I just don't understand what, what, um, what he's saying. And I, like I, there's no way I'm going to be able to understand it. Like I'm going to have to read about it a little bit later. So from what I've heard, most people that went back and saw it a second time, just friends that I've talked to, uh, understood it a lot more the second time, um, which is great. That's promising. So I'm excited to watch it again, but definitely check it out. It's a very unique movie. It's a very Christopher Nolan movie. Um, he's really just turned up the the convoluted kind of craziness up to, to, to the, you know, the 10th degree, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's beautiful acting performances are great there is one part in the movie this is my last thought on the movie there's one part in the movie where robert pattinson is wearing a suit like a very very nicely like like fitted suit to him and all i could think of is he's gonna be such a fucking badass bruce wayne and uh yeah that's that's there was a moment in that movie where i just couldn't i couldn't not see him as bruce wayne which is pretty cool especially so close to when we saw the batman trailer that we talked about last time wild just real quick, my fact checking has come back. He did. Um, he was a frequent producer, like collaborator with Childish Gambino. He did. He produced Camp because the Internet Awaken My Love. Uh, he produced This Is America. He produced Fruitville Station, Creed One, Creed Two, Venom, and um, obviously um, Black Panther, which we just talked about. And he. He also did uh, Community, Happy Endings, New Girl, and The Mandalorian. Mando, I knew he did as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's where because he has like I put my he Gamino has a song. He's like I put my soul on the track like Ludwig, or like Shoes did. And then there's the next thing where he talks about Ludwig. Anyways, he's been working with him since 2009, I think. That's so, awesome. Yeah, look at that. It's like when John Bryan worked with Kanye and with Frank, but except another music composer so cool love it so much there it is um i guess that's kind of the last thing that you mentioned black panther there i mean before that just because we can end with kind of a little bit of a tribute to chadwick boseman here um but 
Uh, Mandalorian got a release date October 30th. We're going to get the second season of Mandalorian. It's kicking off. So uh, I'm excited for that. Super excited for that as well. Yeah. There's definitely some stuff that I've been thinking about that I want to understand a little bit more, like uh, Gus's Gustavo's character and how the dark saber got to him. So looking forward to that. And then, yeah, the biggest news this week, man, that was kind of heartbreaking. I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it. Um, but Chadwick Boseman passing just kind of out of nowhere. Um, I saw you guys chatting in our thread, in our, in our thread and I scrolled up and that was the last thing I was expecting to see, to be honest. And then I realized who you guys were talking about. And it was just really, really sad. So, um, yeah, uh, like, how are you guys feeling? What, what were you feeling at the moment? Like, when, yeah, like, obviously it's super tragic. And it was like, I'm still at a loss for words. Um, I would say, I'd love to know if people, in, like, anyone had known that he had cancer. Cause, like, I had no idea. Oh, obviously, like we had no idea as like the public. But man, sh- shout out to him for doing what he did while battling cancer and like ch- making an impact in in, in the world. Um, it's a huge bummer. Like it, like it really is. It just shows you how how precious um, our time on Earth is. And just even talking about it right now is getting me all emotional it 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 really is sad man it really is sad yeah i I would echo what you said i think the the truest things that i read were about how he was a real hero for the ability to do all of those movies um while he was battling cancer but like more so than just being able to act in the movies but inspire a whole generation and give so many people someone they could associate with that was never given before um, and play so many very important black figures uh, in film. Yeah, like a lot. Like right. Yeah. So I mean, it it's obviously a huge loss. Um, but like, I feel like his wave, like his wave of influence, is unending. Like it's going to keep going and keep going and keep going. It's a huge loss, but I think it's also just a reminder to like, you know keep your health in check like from especially for men men's health isn't like a huge thing it's not something that's consistently brought up so it's like get checked keep up to date make sure you stay healthy because you never know right and that's the thing is like you can have all the money in the world or you can have all the success in the world and you never know what's going on in somebody's life so like you know mental and physical health is is key so check in with each other and check in on yourself i think it's so important yeah, and like another thing that came out of this, I th- I feel like people were always there, he got memed a lot by like people like every time someone would do the whole like walk on to forever with their arms and like his reaction would be like you would you would naturally just assume that oh like again you know type thing but like you never know what someone's going through whether it be what you said health or mental health, physical health. It could be someone battling cancer, right? So it's tough, man. It really is. It's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, I think he, he realized how much like like Black Panther meant to just, you know, boys and, and girls and families and stuff like that. I was watching some videos of him um like just 
just meeting with like parents and stuff like that and them just showing appreciation for being Black Panther and being an example of representation on screen. So it was it, it was just awesome. And he just kind of, you know, he, he would champion that and he was such a big part of that. You know, um, Robert Downey said the crowning achievement of the MCU was Black Panther. And I think that that's such a bold statement, but probably is very, very true. Um, and it's sad that we won't get to see him again, but uh, he's obviously left a legacy in, um, in you know, not only uh, the, 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 like the, like Hollywood community, but also just amongst all the people that were able to identify with what he did, not only as Black Panther, but as Jackie Robinson, as James Brown, and all of the other work that he's done. So rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, it was a very, very somber week, I think, for most of us, and I haven't really stopped thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just heartbreaking, man. So I hate to leave this on a somber note, but I feel like it's a it, we did a little tribute there, and that's um it's probably a good way to end today and and, and you know just kind of honor his memory until until the next time we get a chance to talk to you guys on the podcast yeah so rest in peace chadwick and thank you all for listening and tuning in and yeah it's been a slice yeah and next week we'll probably have some impressions on tony hawk and more impressions on uh the avengers game and more rap stock and probably yeah more rap stock hopefully good <laughs> hopefully good uh, yeah it's been a slice Bye. Bye.